So, Postulant Paul read in the first reading about what? You're all paying attention. Uh, Stephen, interesting, amazing person, first martyr, Christian martyr for death of Christ. Well, even though you can say the holy innocents were the children. And a deacon. Stephen was one of the first ordained deacons of the church and the first Christian martyr. A lot of people forget all priests are still deacons. I'm still a deacon. I never gave that up after being ordained a priest. And deacons are important. You know, Acts 6 documents the choice of those first seven deacons of the church. It was interesting, you know, as the apostles did their ministry, why did the diaconate come about? I'm sure your church has a deacon. Well, it came about because some of the Greek-speaking widows were abandoned. They were neglected. And the 12 decided to do something about it. True charity. So the 12 apostles ordained seven deacons to oversee care over the widows. Widows and orphans. That's always the call in the Bible. And so the deacons were able to do pastoral care that the apostles normally would do, but it became too much. Now, the apostles were the first bishops. So we see the deacon doing a meaningful ministry. Now, Stephen... Why did they not like him? Well, basically, Stephen uh, really beat the Jews in debates. Um, He was actually better spoken, out-debated them, if you will, and so they said that he preached blasphemy against God and Moses. So um, they, they didn't like him. Now, he also, they charged him with predicting that Jesus would destroy the temple. So they said he was a revolutionary. Kind of sounds like our modern media today, labeling pro-life people as revolutionary and terrorist groups. This is what it was. What comes around goes around. So he explained how Israel was disobedient and that it was only the mercy of God that they were not Punished, And he said, I can see heaven thrown open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Now, this to the Jews was blasphemy because they did not believe Jesus was the Son of God. So there was no way that Jesus could possibly be beside the Father in heaven. So it's purely blasphemy because Stephen said, I saw a vision of heaven, and there was Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. And they're like, oh, wait a minute, you're a blasphemer because Jesus is not the Son of God, and therefore he can't be at God's right hand. So the crowd rushed on Stephen and carried him outside the city to have him stoned. And now this is interesting, and this is where he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Do not hold this sin against them, which echoed the exact words of Christ on the cross. And so this was a huge event. And guess what? Right there watching this, this trial and execution was Saul. 
Saul of Tarsus, who would become Saint Paul. This is what Paul just read. Postulant Paul read of Saul, who was to become Saint Paul. So Saint Paul admits that he was holding the garments of those who were stoning Stephen. Now, this is interesting. Why? Because the reason for this um, is probably because the Sanhedrin, many of them were wealthy, and some were wearing very expensive garments, um, which, by the way, this only costs $65, and it comes from India. So <laughs> we're not, we Marians are not ordained in, in these huge, expensive garments. $65. Um, from India, and they did. They had these expensive garments, and they didn't want them to hit the ground. Isn't that something? So in the midst of stoning somebody, their concern was their garment touching the ground. And so Saul held the garments, and he considered it an honor. So he's holding the garments of these Sanhedrin, So rather than just watching them stone Stephen, this would have made Saul an accomplice. And it was this that set Paul and tortured his conscience for years. You know, that's God's gift is our conscience because our conscience speaks to us. You know, you can destroy You can cancel culture. You can delete people who are speaking the truth. You can do whatever you want to try. You can't run from your conscience. No matter what they want to do, the school boards want to shut up the parents by saying, I don't want my child taught this stuff. They can threaten with jail, pro-lifers, but you can't turn off your conscience. And I I completely am convinced that's why the violence now and the trans movements, there's been another attack on a Catholic church by a transgender person that assaulted the church employee, spray painted vulgar words and smashed the front door of a Catholic church. And of course, the Department of Justice said there should be no jail time. Yet for pro-lifers, Just one most recently, they recommended 11 years of jail time for praying before an abortion clinic and defending one's son. But you're not going to turn off your conscience. And I believe that's why there is violence, because they're trying to turn off the conscience that they just can't. They want to be affirmed. Those who are speaking up for the things that are against the will of God, they want to be affirmed, and they can't be because the truth is the truth. And this is why Paul struggled with his conscience. He had a lot of guilt. And maybe it was why he considered himself the worst sinner of all. Now, guilt can be good. Guilt can be really good if it turns us to repentance. He said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst. Interesting, because St. Faustina said the same thing. Now, St. Faustina and St. Paul are the worst sinners. I'm in trouble. (laughs) I am am in huge trouble if St. Paul and St. Faustina are the worst sinners. And he said, but for that very reason, I was shown 
mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him. These are the words right in the gospel of St. Paul. So St. Paul's saying, I'm the worst sinner. And for that very reason, I was shown the mercy of God. And it makes sense. The greater the sinner, the greater the right to God's mercy. That's why I don't attack the people who are doing these things personally. I attack the ideologies and the agendas. But I never say you're a bad person because you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. The point is, the greater the sinner, the greater right to God's mercy. So may God have mercy on them, on me, on you, on all of us. The greater the sinner, the greater right to God's mercy. And so Stephen lost his life. He was a martyr because of this. Do you know what the word martyr means? The word martyr literally means witness. Witness, which we are required to be witnesses. Witnesses to the truth, witnesses to Christ. Whether you're a red martyr and you spill your blood or a white martyr and you're just persecuted for standing for the truth. Those who do shed their blood for the faith, those are the greatest. St. Stephen, the first. Again, you know, some could say the holy innocents, the children. But he forgave his executioners and showed how conformed his life truly was to Jesus, who forgave his executioners. So now Stephen is the patron of deacons, because he was a deacon, altar servers, Paul, <laughs> bricklayers, casket makers, which makes sense because he was put to death, and stonemasons because he was hit by rocks. Only the church could come up with such a beautiful list of martyrs and, or sorry, uh, patrons. You know, um, in England, the tower, clock tower, Big Ben, they think they call it, the tower that houses, or I should say the tower that houses Big Ben, that, which is now called the clock tower, was referred to before it was St. Elizabeth's Tower, or uh, Elizabeth Tower, not St. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Tower, was called St. Stephen's Tower. And they changed it. They canceled it. They canceled St. Stephen. And so let us pray to St. Stephen today as a good example, a deacon. And let's pray for all the deacons you know. How many times do we acknowledge and recognize the great work of the deacons? Some people get confused. Yeah, there's two types of deacons. All right, now they are ordained clergy. A deacon is clergy, not just a priest. You have two types. There's transitional deacons, like Deacon Jason. Okay, transitional deacon means he's a deacon right now called deacon, and then he will be ordained to the priesthood. He's still going to be a deacon. I'm still a deacon, but we were transitional deacons, transitioning into the priesthood. Then at your church, you may have permanent deacons. The permanent deacon, they can marry or they can be single. Now, they must be married before becoming a deacon. They cannot marry after 
becoming a deacon. Now, if his wife dies before him, he may be ordained a priest if the bishop allows it. Pretty good. Now they do same <coughs> things as a priest, but not all. They cannot anoint because that involves the forgiveness of sins. They cannot hear confessions. They cannot confirm to seal in the Holy Spirit or confect the Eucharist. However, they can baptize Mary and Mary. So they can do the sacraments of baptism. They can witness marriages and perform funeral and burial services outside of mass. And so they can also distribute Holy Communion, read the gospel, preach the homily, and they are obligated to pray the divine office, which we uh, clergy pray. That's also called the breviary or the liturgy, the hours, divine office every day. And this exposes them to more scripture. So give uh, thanks to God for your deacons. We need more of them. Um, like Christ, they came to serve, not to be served. You know, there's 13,000 deacons, permanent deacons in the United States. We need to pray that God will even bring more because, you know, our priests, there were 60,000 priests in 1965. There's only 37,000 priests today in the United States. 40% less priests in the United States today. Um, parishes with no resident priest. In 1965, there was only 500 of them. Now, today, there's over 4,000 churches that have no priest. They have to share the priests. Um, you know, they, I've always said this. My dad used to say when he was a kid, they had three priests at his parish. And now today, there's three parishes per every priest. Instead of three priests to every parish, there's now three parishes to every priest. I was talking to a friend in Buffalo, and she was telling me that their priest has five parishes. Five parishes. That's why we Marians try to help out Father Kaz, Father Marius, they go and they do the Polish masses down at the parishes in Westfield. We get to do some of the masses around here, helping out Father Brian, like at St. Mary's and Lee and other places because they need help. And praise be to God for the deacons, because the deacons can help in many ways. So don't forget the deacon in your Christmas cards, right? Don't forget your deacon in, um, in your Christmas gifts. They are rightfully um, recognized as being an important part of Christ's church. And St. Stephen, who we just read about today, who was a deacon, was the first martyr. And so our deacons today are important. And we can look to St. Stephen for inspiration. So St. Stephen, pray for our deacons. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. 
Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.